great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this morning. Download the 77 WABC app and coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. President Biden recovering from COVID expected back at work as early as Wednesday. But the reaction his wife got over the weekend in Connecticut, therein lies the problem. Americans, even Democrats, have soured on Biden. The first lady tried to turn a negative into a positive. Your husband, if you didn't hear the quote, is the worst president we've ever had. Uh, The protester said repeatedly, you owe us gas money. There is nothing Biden can do to turn around the 2024 race. I don't even think he's running. Time will tell. Former state conservative party chairman Michael Long in New York State, a powerful uh, force A colorful individual and a good friend of mine has died. Long was instrumental in getting Republican uh, George Pataki elected governor, and he died Sunday morning after a long illness. He was 82. I will have a a little more on Mike Long a little little, uh, later in the show this morning. The feds, the feds did, did the right thing. The man accused of attempting to stab New York gubernatorial nominee Congressman Lee Zeldin on stage at a campaign event is behind bars as we speak. He has been arrested on a federal, a federal assault charge that, according to a spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Western District of New York, and this was, of course, after he was released on his own. Hours after the initial incident following his initial arrest on Thursday, the 43-year-old suspect was uh, picked up Saturday and charged with assaulting a member of Congress with a dangerous weapon, and uh, uh, that's according to the Department of Justice. He made his first court appearance uh, in Rochester on Saturday And uh, the the weapon involved was described in court records as a self-defense keychain. Mr. Zeldin appeared on Fox News Sunday talking about why, and he's right on this, cash bail, the system, has to go in terms of we got to go back to the old way. Now, advocates for cashless bail, as you point out, would say that if someone gets charged with a low-level offense and they have no prior record, there's no flight risk, they aren't a danger, 
And the only reason why they would have to stay behind bars is because they can't afford the smallest amount of cash bail. That particular scenario is one that we all can have a conversation about. Give judges discretion. But as we saw, it was, I remember this time last year, I was in the Bronx where you had multiple synagogues being vandalized. And we were standing on the streets on a Thursday saying the problem isn't that the person who's causing these vandalisms with these anti-Semitic attacks, it's not that they feel like they'll never get caught. It's that they know that when they do get caught, that they wouldn't be released due to cashless bail. And sure enough, over that weekend, the person was caught and immediately released. Cashless bail needs to be overhauled. And this argument that you use for that one person with a low-level offense and no record shouldn't be resulting in that bad businessman, bad drug dealer, bad criminal who gets busted with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth and can't afford bail. That's on them. How can you disagree with what Zeldin said there on Fox News? He is accurate. We are taking your calls on a number of topics this morning. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Now we turn to New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, the former mayor, who continues to admit it was a humbling experience for him to drop out of his congressional race when he realized voters wanted to pick someone else. And now, now it seems like de Blasio finally got the email, finally got the memo that nobody likes him. And his days of being elected are finito. The history, the past, done, never to happen again. So now de Blasio says he may work for a nonprofit After a humbling congressional race uh, dropout, he appeared Sunday on the WPIX television show, Public Affairs Program. And um, I'm quoting here, he says, I can tell folks were looking for something different, and that's humbling. Asked what he might want to do next. De Blasio said, I want to serve. I'll explore nonprofits. I'll explore being involved in any way where I can promote some of the things that we did here in New York City. I think some of the things I did just didn't make sense to people and left them feeling, you know, off about things. And, of course, I'm proud of, you know, a lot of good things, too, pre-K and 3K and, and getting people vaccinated, keeping schools open during COVID. But, but I could tell uh, folks just were looking for something different, and that's humbling, you know, when, when it's kind of a recognition this is not your time. And um, but healthy also, because I think it was time for me to step away from electoral politics. I'm glad I tried. I, I had really good experiences out in my neighborhood and all the neighborhoods of this district. I'm glad I got to connect with people, hear their stories. But it was time to go. And so, you know, sometimes that I mean, it's always humbling, but it's also healthy to recognize time to turn the page and do some other kind of public service. There's lots of ways to help make this world better. Interesting. But now, here is the de Blasio, classic de Blasio double talk. And we are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics this morning. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So, Mr. Mayor, what about, what about the $320,000 that you have been ordered to pay the city back for your security 
when you were out uh, pretending that you were running for president, because that's all it amounted to was a big uh, pretend because it never resonated. What about that $320,000 that you, Mr. Mayor, still have not paid back? I'm not talking about mental health money. I'm talking about the 320000 Mr. Mayor, that you owe the city of New York for the police officers that had to go around the country with you as you ran for president. Listen to classic de Blasio double talk. Every debt I've ever had in my life, personal and political, I've paid. Uh, Some of that stuff has to be resolved through an appeal process. We have uh, pursued an appeal. That's going to go forward. When that's all resolved, we'll deal with the results of that. Uh, But I really have a very clear history. I've been around a while, and I've paid every single legitimate debt I ever had. Mm. So if you listen to uh, what uh, Mr. de Blasio was just saying there, one, there was no commitment, no firm date on when he's going to pay back this $320,000 that he owes the NYPD. And notice he said that this matter must be resolved. So de Blasio double talk, what he means by resolved is when the city finally says, Mr. Mayor, you don't owe anything. That's what he means by resolved. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But the, uh, the amount is owed and we'll come back to de Blasio in just a moment. But let's start with Al and Yonkers with our telephone calls. Good morning, Al, on this Monday morning. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to point out that, you know, Mike Long, who uh, passed away, was the longtime conservative leader uh, in the New York area, in the state. And a friend of mine who passed away some years ago, he was the Westchester County uh, long-term, uh, long-time conservative leader. His name was Vince Nutrella, and he was an ally of Mr. Troy. And I just wanted to say, and Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Long, I made a mistake there. Uh, Mike Long did so much for the conservative party, and uh, he was a true conservative, and he made the conservative party, uh, to this day, a powerhouse in the state. And Republicans who are running statewide, uh, to have the conservative line is a must. And uh, that's all I wanted to to really say. Well, Al, uh, you are correct in terms of your assessment on Mr. Long. He was a force to be reckoned with. Uh, in New York State, in politics, and if you were a Republican candidate uh, running for governor or another office, you had to basically go through Mike Long the same way that George Pataki did, and they were successful. And Mike Long, his daughter, uh, did very well, Eileen, in terms of uh, working uh, in government, and the Long family owned... um, owned uh, a liquor store on the uh, Upper East Side, a bar, and also they started out in liquor stores and ice cream shops. And his son, a firefighter, was able to recover and continue to do these, uh, like, Iron Man contests after he was riding a bike and was hit uh, by a bus. And uh, it was tough on Mike Long to deal with it, but but he hung in there with his son, and he he's just someone... That was a great leader, and he will be missed. Michael Ridgewood, New Jersey. Good morning. You're talking to Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, 
I saw on TV as many from New Jersey, Connecticut, and the city in their quest to grab the news that an innocent pedestrian was run down and robbed. Whatever happened to pedestrians have the right of way when it's a green light and they have the pedestrian walk signal? Hmm. What happened to the right of way? Hmm. Well, he was robbed. And that's not funny either. No, it's not. It's not funny by by any means. Uh, It's a it's a it's a horrible uh, situation that you refer to. And I believe you're talking about the uh, the Bronx incident where if that is that the one you're talking about, Michael? Yes. Okay. So Bronx deli clerk uh, walking to work. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. That's the one. That's the one I saw. I thought it was a customer, a delivery man, mm-hmm. that he was walking. He was in the improper walk-through lane, mm-hmm. the pedestrian walking lane, mm-hmm. and he was hit deliberately and robbed. Yes, and and the particulars as Michael was just going through, this uh, crew of crooks, if you will, rammed their car into this hardworking deli worker crossing the Bronx Street and then snatched his uh, fanny pack, his pouch, uh, as he lay unconscious, as he lay unconscious on the pavement. The uh, shocking video was released uh, Sunday by the NYPD, 39-year-old victim on his way to work at 35 Bus Stop Delhi in Morrisania in the Bronx, where he was known by co-workers as David when he was struck and robbed, and he wore his black, if you will, fanny pack wherever he went, his colleagues say. This attack left him, uh, as of right now, clinging to life. And the owner of the uh, deli says that it's heartbreaking. It's so sad I couldn't believe it. But, Michael, does it really really surprise you? No, they seem to act like, my SUV has the right-of-way. My Audi has the right-of-way. My Mercedes has the Audi right-of-way. My Rogue has the right-of-way. My Lexus has the right-of-way. And the pedestrian be damned. Right. Well, in my book, the pedestrian has the right-of-way. And if you got the green light and this uh, car is coming... You've got every right to have your hand up while you're walking in the pedestrian uh, walkway. Yes. Well, the 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 rules are very clear from D, DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles. The pedestrian, as Michael said, always has the uh, the right the right of way, and so you always have to defer to the pedestrian. Thank you for the call, Michael. It it is horrible uh, what what happened. Um, but it is what it is. Hey, one thing, folks, that I'm I'm giving Mayor Adams credit for this morning. One of my pet peeves, one of my pet peeves is when I leave WABC and I'm driving up the uh, the FDR to the uh, Harlem River Drive and I'm going up towards the towards the um, George Washington Bridge to veer to the right and get onto the uh, Palisades Parkway and make my trek. Uh, to Rockland County and hope that I don't hit any deer 
from uh, from from the beginning of the Palisades all the way up to near Bear Mountain where I travel. But one of the things that always irritated me, and I'm about to go to Stan in Forest Hills, Amir in Boston, among uh, the calls that we have coming in as of right now, and we are taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. One of the things that always have irked me tremendously happens to be the panhandlers that are clearly mentally ill. And you already know, folks, what I'm about to say. Rather than get a job, they rather stand out there for a few hours panhandling. And they stand in the middle, of, so it's a two-lane as you are going on to the uh, George Washington Bridge. And they'd rather stand there in the middle causing disruption to beg for money with a cup. And so now uh, Mayor Adams is uh, saying that the city is going to deal with that, that the city, the mayor is calling this uh, dangerous, and uh, it mostly happens on the Harlem River Drive, FDR Drive in Manhattan, and the Major Deacon Expressway uh, in the Bronx. And I also, when I come down, I every... Every night, I come down to Major Deegan, and I get off at 138, and like clockwork, there's somebody there begging or or some scam for money. And as a rule of thumb, even if I want to give them money, I don't because I don't want to encourage the uh, behavior. And so the mayor says that now the cops, uh, uh, the police are going to be, as part of their um, patrolling of the neighborhoods, they're going to be dealing with this where, you know, traffic is bumper to bumper and these vagrants are just out there, you know, doing whatever they do. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, who's the guy that follows you again? What's his name? Frank Morano. Did he? I just want to get, I have something to talk about. Other than, did he make, do you swim in the pool, though? Do you actually do that? Wait, wait. You Did Romano say that to you? Oh, oh, he said. Was he joking? Wait, 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 wait. You said, do I swim in the pool nude? Yeah, I thought that was the conversation well, well, he was uh, talking. Okay, it was well, a joke, obviously, right? Well, 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 wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 Stan. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait, so, wait. So, so, no, where the conversation started at, oh, right, the conversation, okay. is right. Um, when I was in France, I was determined that or maybe it was Morocco. I don't even remember. But <laughs> but but Forget I was it. determined. But wait wait. I just want to give you so you understand what's happening. Here. <laughs> I was determined that I was going to go to the nude beach, right? <laughs> and so and so I went to the nude beach, and and it was a great experience. It, you know, it was it was a great experience. It's a shocking thing. It's a shocking thing. <laughs> and so and so and so Frank, as he often does. Asked me, right, he pulled my leg a little bit. But, 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 yeah. but, but, I will say this. When, 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 when you're in your own backyard, as oh, long yeah, as, sure. as long as children are not walking past the property. You don't mind. Yep, it, I mean, you can do whatever you feel it's, like it's doing. July 4th every day. You know, so I mean, so no, so I generally, I don't go out there in the news. I know, but, I know, but, but. but but yeah. I have, but I have been out there, and this is way too much information. <laughs> I know, but, but I have been out there. Oh, wait, 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 Stan, I'm almost done. I okay. have been out there in my underwear, you know, and you know, I mean, so 
Anyway, so get to your point, please. Good for you. I'm glad you did that. That's <laughs> got to laugh at some of these things. Yes. Any, absolutely. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, or I, I think it, the New York Post, in Friday's edition of their editorial, I don't know if you, because you didn't mention it, so I, basically stated that Donald Trump, in an editorial, is not fit to be president of the United States because of any, what's been related to the January. This is the New York Post editorial. Now, I've heard this today. I want to verify if you heard. I think you would have mentioned it if you saw it, but it was in Friday's paper. Right. I, I have not. I have not seen that well, editorial. Thought, if I, that is true, it's it's a, a, an earthquake. Now, now, but wait. What was it? Op, was it op ed or was it because the op ed is different or was it an editorial? I think it might have been, it might have been op ed. I don't being honest with you. I heard about it, and I why I figured maybe you knew about it. So <laughs> if you didn't hear about it, it probably is not true. Right. Well, I, I promise you this. When I You'll get off the out. air uh, yeah. tonight, Stan, I will go take a look. And and then I'm I'm waiting for the emails to come in, you know, what the folks are going to say. Why did I have you on? And and they haven't figured out yet that I'm going to keep having you on and, and as well as everyone else. But as always, I, I thank you for the call, Stan. <laughs> I can't believe you started at the call asking me about and my skinny dipping. But, my friend, thank you for the call as always. Let's go to Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure to speak to you whenever thank you. I get the chance. Thank you. You know, Dominic, you know, Dominic um, tonight uh, is a pretty sad night. And I'm going to tell you why, because I was listening to the to my my local news. Okay, okay, wait, wait, Frank, Frank, Frank. Every three seconds, we're hearing a big, a loud noise. Are you are you standing in a stationary position? I am. Okay, wait, ma'am. I'm driving home. I'm. Oh, sorry okay, about okay. That. All right. Okay. So go ahead. Go ahead. Please drive carefully. Close all the windows. I close all the drive. Yeah, especially up here, a lot of deer, um, a lot of moose, a lot of moose too. Yes. Uh, you know, Stan. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I, I follow Stan. I feel I feel privileged and honored. <laughs> um. You know, you know, Dominic, um, tonight a man was stabbed to death in New York City. He was parking his car. I don't know if you, you know the story, but he was parking his car. A homeless man came up to him, started a confrontation with this, with this individual, and stabbed him. Just stabbed him. Just for no reason. Right. Stabbed and, him in his um, chest, correctly? Absolutely. And you know what? This is why I left New York City. I was a teacher for 20, 26 years, and I had to leave. And I know people that are leaving because of this type of, of violence, senseless, needless, um, just 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 open devil be care violence. And um, this this individual did nothing. And Mayor Adams, you know, he says a lot of things. He he likes to talk a lot. Uh, he likes to he likes to he, he likes to exert this this power base, but at the end of the day, it still exists. It's still there, and this is a prime example. This man was doing nothing but parking a car. Agreed. Parking a car. Agreed. And and now you have um, it, it, they they found the man. Uh, he lives a block away from where the you know where this man got lived that he stabbed, and. The, the, of course, the sister came out, and a couple other people came out. Oh, he has mental illness. I'm I'm done with that excuse. People like this, people like the man who who, who came after that, Mr. Alba, 
people like this and 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 his girlfriend, uh, this guy's girl, they, the guy who stabbed Alba's girlfriend, um, they should all be incarcerated because the streets of New York are not safe. That's all I really wanted to say, and this is the reason why I moved up to Bangor. I moved up here because it is it's it's you know it's not the most it's not the most exciting city in the world. I gotta admit that. But you know what? It's the safest city in the world. It's one. It's one of. It's one of the safest cities I've seen. Not the safest city mm-hmm. in the world. But one of the, of the safest cities I've seen. And I know people that are leaving because of this reason. That's all I wanted to say, Dominic. Well, um, I, I I thank you for the telephone call, Frank. And and you know I I agree with you. But what's been going on lately with so much crime? is sometimes I have said, you know what, I'm not going to focus on it tonight because it's simply simply too much. It's just, I mean, and, uh, you know, the situation over the parking space and stabbing the man in his chest and right in front of his wife and his wife is watching him die. It's the city we live in. And then in the same breath, city leaders come forward and say, Oh, we want the DNC to come to New York. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to Amir up in Boston, Susan in Brooklyn, and all of the rest of your calls. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poorest part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Monday morning. And thank you, folks. You're the reason why this program is number one in New York not just AM radio, not just FM radio, number one, period. No sports station is doing better, no music station, nothing, number one. It's not because of me, it's because of the Casamitidis family and their vision and because of you folks. Let's go right back to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Susan in Brooklyn, good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Oh, hi. It's it's worth losing some beauty sleep to stay up and listen to you. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you. You give... um, that you give fools in um, Forest Hills, you know, the the, the full uh, um, view, whatever, viewing, whatever you want to call it, because then we can really see, you know, what uh, fools they are, because it, he's talking about, he doesn't know if it's an op-ed or what it is about a show trial. It's not a legal proceeding, this uh 
June 6th, or June 6th, January 6th uh, proceeding, and um, that Donald Trump is not fit. Good. Keep it up because that's only helping us on this side to see how delusional they are. So I hope he keeps calling every night and making a fool of himself because it's only helping us. Well, I I appre- I understand your perspective, Susan, what you're saying, and I, I appreciate your call. And uh, my approach on all of this is that um, whether folks agree, agree with me or not, um, I'm going to take the call and um, and whether they're expressing something that's um, that's popular or not uh, or conventional wisdom or not. I'm going to take the call. I think it helps the program uh, to do exactly that. Let's go to Amir up in Boston. Good morning, Amir. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, sir, for taking my call. Number one to Susan. Stan is not a fool. What I love about him, he keeps people like Susan in check. And I'm a lefty. And like what I like about you, sometimes you take uh, you keep people on the left in check. That's number one. Number two, the reason why I call because Donald Trump, the worst president to me. Number one, in one term, eight trillion dollar debt, almost. Number two, I know we heard this before, but Capitol Hill, uh, January 16th, January 6th. After three hours, we're talking about police being assaulted by thugs, okay, the vice president 40 feet away being assaulted. After three hours, this man comes out. What does he say? He says, oh, we love you and you're special. Not, I mean, come on. That is, forget about, you know, this is disgusting. You know it and I know it. Now, I voted for Biden not because the best candidate. He was the only one that could beat Trump, period. Okay, right. so, so, so wait. So, Amir, I, I heard you on Trump. Yeah. But you voted yes. for for Biden because he was the only yes. option, in your words, to uh, defeat Trump. How's that working you out for it. you? How's that working out for you? Yes or no? Yeah, yes I, or no. Like Obama okay. in the beginning was no and good, okay. but in okay. the end, he turned out, well, it's so premature still, in my opinion. Okay, so, so wait. So, so Amir, wait. I'm just trying to get an answer out of you. You said yes or no. I don't yes. know what that means. You said yes or no. That my, means at times I'm totally disappointed with him, the way he fist-bumped the Saudis. That, to me, was disgusting. But then again, you can uh, look at Trump when he goes to North Korea and say, this man loves his people. I'm like, give me a break. What do you mean this man loves right, his but, people? Uh, okay, so, you know, but, but, I, yeah. but I, we, you already said what you have to say about Trump. I'm asking you yes. about Biden now. Yes. Because because my oh. personal view on Biden is um, I, I know folks will say it's not all his fault, but he's killing me with the stock market. He's killing you with the 401ks. He's killing all of us at, at the pump with the with the gas, uh, food prices. I walked into uh, Wegmans uh, the other day in, in Montvale. I love uh, going to Wegmans there. And they had ribeye steaks, four in the package. Amir, how much do you think those steaks were? Probably too pricey, way overpriced. Well, give me an it idea. That price. Give me an idea. Well, how much do you think they were? What was that? Two ribeyes, you talking about? Four ribeyes. I mean, four ribeyes should be no more than the forty dollars. How much was it? Sixty. Sixty dollars. Now, yeah, I don't know about you, Amir, but you know, I went in there to buy uh, some uh, mozzarella and tomatoes, right, with the vinaigrette that comes with it. That was twelve dollars. The bigger one was twenty dollars. I needed some French butter. That was five 
fifty each. And and the ribeyes, right? I'm marinating two steaks tonight. I had to go with New York State strip because I simply couldn't afford the ribeye. Sixty dollars. I was disgusted. And who do I blame? I blame one person, one person only. I could tolerate, I, I heard you on Trump. I could tolerate his tweets. I, you know, January 6th was not his best day in terms of the rhetoric, okay? I'll concede that. But, 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 I could tolerate everything because the bottom line is my bottom line was okay. I don't I don't like the taxes. Amir, I thank you for the call. I, I don't like the taxes that I that I'm paying right now, right? And I wanna I want to move to uh, Saddle River, New Jersey, simply because my taxes, which are about twenty six thousand dollars a year, can go down to about twelve thousand. But to live in Saddle River, River, um, it, the price is up there in terms of um, the homes. So right now, I'm not feeling Biden. There's no. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna be diplomatic. He's done in my book. As the president of the United States, either he bows out gracefully or he's Jimmy Carter, too. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, he may even face a primary as a sitting president or should he run? Because right now he's just a with 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 respect for the office of the presidency. He is a placeholder right now uh, as president of the United States. And his number two, his number two. Oh, and I have a, I have, I have a few. I can count them on my hand. If I say anything about Kamala Harris, oh, you're attacking our black president, our black uh, vice president. How could you attack our black vice president? Because she's incompetent and she doesn't know what she's doing. That's how. Let's go to. Let's stay in Boston. Let's go to uh, Jennifer. Our friend Jennifer, good morning to you, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. A um, couple of things. Um, just if I could quickly respond to Amir, I've heard him on a local talk show up here. I believe it's the same guy. He sounds like a nice person, but like he says, he's lefty, which is all well and good. But, um, and I believe he's an African-American man, if I recall him saying to the show up here. And I, I didn't hear him say anything about Donald Trump in the First Step Act. I think it's funny that um, we, we had a woman up here recently on local radio. She started a, a, a house for women coming out of prison. Da, 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 da. She was saying, oh, Obama's the only president that ever went to a federal prison. He's the only one that cares about these people. She never mentioned Alice Johnson, the grandmother, that was going to spend the rest of her life in jail that Obama was letting sit there. She had petitioned him, uh, you know, for clemency. Never, you know, pardon her, let her out, nothing. Um, everyone... You know, Trump's a racist. Trump's a racist. But all that Trump did, lowest black unemployment, highest black entrepreneurship, highest black women entrepreneurship, people were doing pretty good in the African-American community under Donald Trump. And if he was such a racist, I'd just like to know why when it was something like, I believe it was close to 90 percent of the people that were going to be let out under the First Step Act were African-American. It just staggers me, and yet Obama did nothing for the same group of people. So I think it's very rich the way people chick, you know, pick and choose their their facts about a certain person, and um, just you know, people referencing the January sixth committee. I'll just say when you have the chairman of the committee saying, "Oh, and officers were killed that day," officers, name me one. Ashley Babbitt was murdered by an officer. Name me one. 
I mean, there's just lie upon lie. And when you don't have anyone questioning, you couldn't convict someone in a court of law, right? I mean, you'd have people that were considered hostile witnesses. You'd be made to answer a question, you know, or you couldn't bring up certain things. Here, there's no rules. Whatever goes, whatever fits the narrative goes. And whatever Anonymous witnesses, anonymous witnesses, really? It's unbelievable. And last but not least, if I really could just say... Thank you for um, talking about this young man that was um, stabbed to death, parked in the car. I saw his picture. I just saw the headline, and I saw a picture. And you could just tell what a beautiful soul he was, Dominic, just to look at him, his eyes, a smile. He just was lit from within. And his, his light was his light was put out by someone who could have cared less, you know, and I'm so tired of people being using mental illness as an excuse. There are a lot of mentally ill people in the world that behave quite nicely, and there's just a lot of evil going on in the world. Look at that family that was just camping, the three of them that were killed, the nine-year-old orphan left behind after seeing his family slaughtered. It goes on day in and day out of people murdering their children, their family. There's a lot of rotten people that are rotten to the core, and um, we need, we really need to evaluate ourselves as human beings and what we want in our lives and for our country as a whole. Because as I say, every time we're going on a really dark path. We and, are. Um, we are. I thank, I thank you for talking and, about that young man because it was absolutely horrific what happened to him in front of his poor wife. It's just, it broke my, I looked at him, Dominic, and I cried. I cried just looking at him because you could see the light of God right in him, and that's all I say about it. It's well, Jennifer, I, I thank you for the call, and please try not to get upset. I, I, I understand your emotion. I understand your frustration. What I don't understand is I will get callers that will say, why are you always talking about crime? And you you are you are saying that, Black people are guilty in all these crimes, which is ridiculous. But but you know what? I said I was not going to go down that path. <laughs> and so so I have to honor my own word <laughs> words. Um but don't don't shoot the messenger. Look look at what's going on around all of us. Around all of us. It's happening uh it's happening on a um, a daily basis. Suffolk County and Jeff, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm good. Please go right ahead. All right, listen. I just want to ask you a question. Okay, my parents... go, go ahead. Ask the, sir, I'm short on time. Please ask the okay, question. Uh, my, my, parents, my parents came over came over from Germany. And in order to come into this country, you had to be sponsored. And to be sponsored, you had to have some place to stay. Right. And you couldn't be a burden on the people. You know, you had to have a job. You had to, you had to have some place to stay. And now all of a sudden, that all changed. They can just come in. They can get free phones. They can get free but, medical. But, but, Jeff, but Jeff, you're, you're asking me a rhetorical question. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I'm sure you can hear the frustration. You already know the answer. The answer is because Biden opened the door and said he is he is welfare. He is uh oh you want you want to go to the shelter system in New York? 
Don't worry about the homeless people in New York. We're going to put you in the shelter system. You'll be first in line to get an apartment. Welcome to America. Jeff, you already know the answer to, the, to your own question. But why, why did it change? I already told why you why. Did, why do we let it change like that? We had nothing this to do with it. We, 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 had a, we had a president that was quite effective on this issue. His name was Donald Trump. And take away the Republican label. He was quite effective on this issue. He sent the message of America first, shut it down. And that's exactly what he did. And then Biden comes in and Biden at the debate basically sends a message to Latin America and other places of wink, wink, nod, nod. And here we are. And it's not going to get better until there's a change in president. It really is, Jeff. I thank you for the call. It really is that simple at the end of the day. Before I take a break, let's go to Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. Morning, Dominic. Listen, what you said is so true. I mean, I look back in three years, it's unbelievable how the country changed and people don't realize it. I don't want to hear tweet. I don't care about tweet. Bottom line. Now, the, uh, the uh, Democratic Convention should be here to help New York out. And Hoko could uh, uh, send in the National Guard. She doesn't have to follow Pelosi not sending in the National Guard. If she sends in the New York State National Guard, they could have the convention here. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Well, we will see what, what happens with the convention. But, Gracie, and I, I always appreciate appreciate your calls. But what I'm worried about is is this, folks. The convention, I know there will be cops everywhere. But the convention comes to town. And, by the way, if there are cops everywhere for the convention, what happens to the rest of the city? But the convention comes to town, and I'm worried about um, some family here from Iowa, some family here from Missouri, some family here from Alaska. And la-di-da, they're walking down the block, and here comes this street-smart hustler with with, uh, scam A, B, and C. And if scam A, B, and C don't work, then they just stab them and take their money. That will be a, a enormous black eye that the city of New York really cannot afford right now. Dominic Carter here with you on this Monday morning. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your telephone calls, Manhattan, Queens, Central, Islip, all coming up. W-A-B-C. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank Bruno. Law.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Michael Long will be missed. Mr. Long is the former state conservative party chairman, a powerful force, colorful individual. I had a great relationship with him doing a uh, weekly television segment on New York One for many, many years. 
he played a major role in uh, in getting uh, Republican George Pataki elected governor. He died Sunday morning after a long illness. He was 82. He headed the conservative party for more than 30 years, from 88, I believe, to 2019. And, um, you know, he was a, uh, a U.S. Marine and advocated for a strong American uh, military. Michael Long was a fixture in uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where he and his brother Tom owned uh, Long's Wine and Liquors on Fifth Avenue and 79th Street. He later moved to Breezy Point. Um, And, you know, he, he was just a real good guy, a real good guy and quick as a whip and a razor tongue and, he he will be he will be missed. Right now we're going back to uh the telephone calls. Let's go to Arnold in Brooklyn. Good morning, Arnold. And by the way, coming up at one AM, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Arnold. Good morning to you and to the listeners. I normally caution the public not to rely on any fact which uh stand represents as being fact because he has memory problems as he's declared on the radio. But in this case, he's correct. Uh, The New York Post did did have an editorial that was substantially what Stan said. And I think the um, point of contention is once the Democrats or the leadership of Congress told the president to butt out, we have it, did he have a responsibility to come charging in there without without their permission? to save the day for them. Wait, Arnold, I'm completely lost on, on your last comment. That uh, Did he have a response? Help me out here, Arnold. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, the, the, the editorial, there were two editorials that were in tandem, one in the Post and one in the Wall Street Journal. Okay, but, but, wait, the, but wait, Arnold, let me just say this. Number one, I don't feel comfortable really discussing this editorial when I haven't seen it. I, because that means I'm open to Stan's interpretation of it, and I'm open to your interpretation of it. And oftentimes, people see what they want to see. But quickly, please continue. Okay. Uh, it, it's been represented that the pre- the president had an obligation to come to the aid of Congress on the day of the action. Wait, and are you I'm talking saying... about – wait a minute. Are you talking about yeah. – you're talking in puzzles. I can't follow you. Are you talking about January 6th? Correct. Okay. I I don't understand. I'm so sick of January 6th. I really am. Thank you for the call, Arnold. I'm so sick of it. it. It's an exercise in politics. That's it. Even if you want them to say Donald Trump was is the worst thing ever, it's an act of politics. That's all this is at the end of the day. It's a it's a it's a show. It's like a Broadway show. Oh, we're going to do the hearings. What This morning, oh, we're going to do them in prime time. Oh, we're going to start out. Oh, the first hearing, we screwed up, even though we had a, uh, a television producer. Oh, we're going to refine our process to make sure that it applies to get the highest ratings. Okay, so maybe maybe some of the things happened that they say happened. But at the end of the day, what does it mean? Is it going to stop Trump from running? Of course not. Is it going to change anything in our country? Doubtful. So why are we, why do we want to debate? Well, I I know why, because those that don't like Trump, see, Dominic, the January 6th commission says, and those that like Trump say, 
See, Dominic, all this is is theater. So I, I don't, folks, I don't like commenting on an editorial that I haven't seen. And I'm open to your interpretation of it. And what you say may not be in that editorial at all. So I can promise you this. I will look at it and then I can comment tomorrow. But I am so done with the January 6th hearings. I don't think that they produced what they said they were going to produce. And and that's that. Marianne in Queens, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, uh, Dominic. Um, well, it, you know, the New York Post, okay, was anti-Trump. Because I remember that I would have that paper almost every day, and they were totally against President Trump. I was very surprised when they actually supported him in 2020. Now, let's put this, the, you know, the record straight. People have to be mentally blind not to see that Biden is the worst president we ever had. Now, Trump said things about the borders and immigration that as a Spanish woman, I know they are true. For example, he put a stop to the Salvatruchas that were killing Spanish teenagers and raping teenagers, girls from the Spanish origin. Now, why? Because he saw the prostitution and child pro- pro- prostitution and and um, all of that that people at the border are doing. So what? why people hate Trump so much? I have the answer for that. The fake media that was paying to the Democrat Party, their campaign, they got to get rid of him. Why? Because Trump, Trump was saying things that nobody was there to say. Right. Why, well, why well, we have to, to, to hear more of the media when New York Post, whatever he's, they say, we're going to vote for him. And now he's going to have more people than ever. So stand, shut up your mouth. Okay, well, Marianne, I, I thank you, uh, I thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to uh, Evelyn in New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, I disagree with what you said about about Mike Long. I've been in politics for many, many, many years, and he used to endorse all the Democrats, especially the judges, so that. Okay, so wait, 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 no, 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 Evelyn. Evelyn, no, Evelyn, the way this works is that you don't get to dictate what we're going to do. So just please listen for one second, and then you can finish your comment. But you can't go on all day because I've got five minutes left, a bunch of calls, and Frank Morano is standing by. So I want to make sure I got this right. So because Mike Long may have endorsed Democrats in a Democratic state, in a Democratic state where he's got to play ball with them, that makes him evil. Is that correct? Evelyn? Evelyn? No, we didn't hang up. Evelyn, Evelyn you're on the air live. Are you there? He's still talking. Evelyn, I'm not. I'm trying to tell you you're on the air live. Are you with me? Okay, Evelyn, you see? So Evelyn wanted to get her... Uh, wanted to get her uh, her point across, and she was going along the lines of Mike Long is a bad person because he endorsed Democrats. Well, the last time I checked Frank Morano, 
when you are in a state where your party is greatly overwhelmed, first of all, I don't know whether or not that's true. But Mike Long was a good guy and a strong voice for conservative Yeah, he issues. also wasn't a dictator. I mean, I knew Mike very well, and I'm going to be talking about uh, Mike a little bit in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. But he deferred a lot to the local uh, county leadership. You know, he did respect some small-D democracy within the conservative party. It was not as if he would wave a magic wand and uh, decree this person is now the conservative party nominee. The conservative party had a whole process on a local level that they would go through. And sometimes it frustrated Mike. I saw that a lot in Staten Island where um, the borough president was a member of the conservative party. He also happened to be the state vice chairman of the conservative party. And he dealt with Democrats a lot. It drove Mike crazy. But uh, look, yeah, I think that's uh, I mean, it's a silly thing to be upset about. You know, I, I just I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't understand people because what world are you living in where you're going to criticize the man because he may have endorsed some Democrats? Yeah. And if you look at the if you had a scale of the number of Republicans that Mike endorsed versus the number of Democrats, I mean, it would be it would be tilting over to one direction pretty significantly. And without Mike Long, we would have never have had a George Pataki. Yeah, which, you know, you could think is good or bad. But uh, again, um, the thing that I always respected about Mike uh, dealing with him in two worlds, both politics and in uh, in the world of the media, is that he was a straight shooter. He didn't lie to you. He didn't uh, leave you wondering where he was going to be on a certain issue or a certain race. He was very honest, which uh, in uh, 50, 60 years of politics, which Mike was in, uh, there's very few people that you could say that about. So what do you have coming up? Got an action-packed show. I don't know if you saw the article in the Sunday New York Post about this upstate cult that uh, has a pretty impressive piece of property. But I'm going to be joined by Spencer Schneider. He's the author of this book called Manhattan Cult Story, My Unbelievable True Story of Sex, Crimes, Chaos, and Survival. And it's about how he escaped from this cult called School. That's the name of the cult. And it's a cult that specifically went for very high-end, very wealthy people. So how does someone get wrapped up in a cult like this, and uh, how do you get out of it? We're going to talk with him about that. And um, Jeffrey Gurian, who is my favorite dentist-turned-comedian, he's going to be here in the 2 o'clock hour. We'll have some laughs, and uh, we'll have a few other we'll, – we'll do a retrospective on Mike Long in the 3 o'clock hour. We've got commendations, a few other interesting things as well. So another great show is coming up. Let's hope so. Let's go to Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, my take on this, I've been involved in politics 10 and a half years, and uh, they're, they're all awful, both political parties. When I watch presidential debates, I went to a local debate the other night. These candidates in both political parties, they don't have the intellectual capacity to see how problems in the world, in the United States, in society are interrelated. And they don't really have any solutions how to mitigate and solve these problems. That's my opinion. You know, I'll call you in two weeks. Think it long and hard, Dominic, of one person that it would be outstanding as president, any political party, and, and bring up their name to me, and we'll, and we'll deconstruct it. You know, John Casamatini is the owner of this radio station. When he talks about the economy, he sounds brilliant, and he sounds very articulate. If he ever were to run for higher office... I would help him with his campaign, or if he were ever to be an economic advisor for the president, I would have hope for the economy of this Well, country. Chris, I have to step in because we're out of time. He doesn't sound intelligent. He is intelligent. 
John Katsimatidis and his uh, wonderful wife, Margot Katsimatidis. Keep it right there. Frank Morano is coming up the other side of midnight. I will be back again tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.